We dance off the top, just so you know. All right. Happy New Year, 2022. 2022. That's right. Yeah, it's hard to say. It doesn't roll off the tongue like the other ones. Yeah. Uh, We're back with episode 25 of the Master Keys podcast. I'm Chandler. Neil Andrino. It's Neil. And we have some guests today. Neil, you want to introduce your guests because you know them. Yeah, so as for the internet, Rise Renos, yeah, we have yeah, Scott and Kirsty, they are young real estate investors who got started a couple of years ago, like 2019, 2020. Yep, first yeah. investment oh, wow, in okay. 2020. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they've navigated the pandemic, the crazy market, mm-hmm. have managed Solid to grow. time to get in. Yeah, <laughs> get in right in the thick of things. Um, I guess no prior experience really. And not really any family background to it either. None. No. So I think it'll be interesting for a lot of people to hear what you guys have to say because there's a lot of people in the same boat. In addition to doing the work, you also have a, a strong social media presence, which I think is really interesting. We can talk a bit about that as well. Yeah. Um, usually off the top, we hit with some news and stuff. Neil, you've always had a lot going on. Anything exciting right now? Nothing too crazy. Kind of the standard stuff. We have uh, my personal house flooded. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so actually... I feel like this is the after hours edition of the show for people who actually watch it. We're here. It's it's kind of a late recording, so it's the mood is nice. It's <laughs> it's rainy and overcast here in Halifax, as it often is. Yeah. Um, but we're recording this. Well, while we're recording this, it's raining for I don't know, like the seventh day of the last ten. Um, so between the three of you, you have a lot of expertise on flooding. But um, yeah. <laughs> Neil, professionally, but also personally, with your lake place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I obviously we talked about it last time or I guess two episodes ago, I have a restoration company. So we deal with flooding, fires and that. So in the last couple of weeks, we've had a lot of rain and the ground is saturated. And so now it's coming into people's basements. Business is good. <laughs> Business is booming. Um, but yeah, so we had quite a few floods over the last two weeks and one of them also being my house. So uh, yeah, luckily my basement was half finished. We're building a basement apartment in there. And uh, it flooded out, so we just pulled all the framing up, and we're putting in a trench system to handle the water in the future. But it was dry as a bone before that. And I think Scott and Christy can also speak to this, because they might be facing something similar. It's never leaked until it leaks. Exactly. Yeah. We was, did that. Yeah. We, we did. A, we put the interior drain tile in, and it yeah. still leaked. It still went Oh, you did an interior weeping yeah. system? Mm-hmm. Did your sump pump fail, or just... No, it was it just was pumping it out time. into a full storm uh, space. And, this right? is... Okay, we're going to get to all this in a second, but uh, that is a, is a serious issue. I was driving down Windmill Road one of the nights as this was going on, and it was coming out of the mm-hmm. sewer covers, yeah, like the manhole covers. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they don't call it that anymore, but yeah. it was coming out of the holes, and there was another one down the road where they had it stopped by cops because it had blown off. <laughs> there was enough water pressure in there that it had blown the, the top right off, so you they had to close the road so people wouldn't drive in it. So that means there was so much water that the system and those main lines are pretty big. Like what's the diameter on a main line? I'd say probably two feet. Yeah. At least. Yeah. 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 I'd say for sure. And it was full of water. Mm -hmm. It's when it rains in the winter because you get all the snow. So you have like this huge water load sitting and then plus the rain. So you get the double down and it comes in like unbelievably fast. Mm -hmm. So any issue at your apartments? That's everyone, every landlord hates when it rains. Yeah. So I was expecting a ton and we actually sent a note out to all of our tenants saying, Hey, if it's leaking, let us know please mm-hmm. ASAP versus like letting it get really bad and trying to fix it with a pot. And then the whole place is flooded and destroyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then they call it like, Oh, and this happens. Like, why didn't you tell me? Yes. Cause I've had a few where we get in the unit and the whole wall's like falling off. The drywall's <laughs> just gone. And I'm like, did nobody, did anyone like think to maybe give me a shout and say, Hey, there's no drywall and this stuff's leaking everywhere. And um, like, I tagged you and read it. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so instead of reaching me through Reddit, uh, I asked them to message us. And we actually didn't somehow have a single a single leak. Oh, uh, it, that's always so good. Yeah, it was great. I was very I was very happy about that. I think we had a bunch in the last year, and so all of the buildings we made a big effort to get them done up in a way that they're not gonna have leaks. Mm-hmm. And so we we're kind of prepared this time. Um so yeah, fortunate there. Personal house, not so fortunate, but basement was only half finished so i'm not freaking out yeah some of that also depends if you have below grade apartments the nice thing when you start switching over to you know larger multis most of the units are above grade you might have a few units in the basement that mm-hmm. are half below grade yeah. um you know so you start mitigating that risk a little bit but there were plenty i think i had five in total either past clients or my properties or what have you and these were all places that they say, said the same thing 
it's never leaked before. Like this was sideways blowing rain. Yep. Um, and it was kind of the perfect conditions. And I remember the worst storm I ever had as a landlord and it flooded a basement was right before Christmas, a mild night of just nonstop rain, but while the, the ground was saturated. But increasingly the issue is the sewer mains backing up. Not so much that, oh, I've got a crack in my foundation or not even so much that my water table in my immediate area is a problem because you can mitigate that really easily yeah. with these interior weeping systems. systems now. Yeah. The problem is when those main lines back up, there's nothing you can do. Like it just starts coming out every orifice of your property. Um, I, I'm yeah. looking at these guys because yeah. they literally yeah. posted videos <laughs> online and it was just like, it's just, it's just, just like, like backing up. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know, Halifax water, I talked about at length about how like garbage their permits are and how much they've gone up. Yeah. Um, and like, I just dropped off the permit for, <laughs> so you just dropped off 300 K and then your basement's no, it, full of water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it was only 180 K oh. because we got it in before the deadline at which time they were going to raise them. I think 40%. So it was going to be 300 K. We got in there, slid in under the, you know, right <laughs> in there in that sweet spot of 180 K. Um, but they're saying it's to upgrade all of these systems that haven't been upgraded in how many years, which raises the obvious question, where was all the other money going to, you know, we've been paying for this infrastructure for years and somehow it's still not enough money, but um, they do clearly need to do it because we're increasingly covering, you know, we're paving paradise. Uh, so the ground is just not like absorb, absorptive, absorbing. Mm. The ground is not taking the water oh, in no. <laughs> uh, the way it used to <laughs> um, because there's all these hard surfaces now. So you get this increased runoff and, and um, a lot of flooding, man, a lot of flooding. And this leads to higher insurance rates, which is why we're all freaking <laughs> yep. out about a rent cap because insurance is already up 30% year over year. And yeah. now things like this take place. And this isn't just happening like locally in Atlantic Canada. It's happening everywhere. Just with climate change. There's a lot more big climate events. Uh, and so you're seeing claim yeah. volumes way through the roof. Uh, and so insurance rates are going up and there's also the anticipation of a economic slowdown, which means more insurance claims come through at that time. People have less expendable cash, similar to what we talked about last time. Yeah. When there's less cash in the market, people have to go through insurance. Long story short, the insurance forecast for this and they're going to crank the rates up. But yeah, I mean, it'd be like if all of a sudden there was a dramatic uptick in car accidents, like car insurance goes up. It's the yeah. same with this climate change. Hurricanes, storms, you know, look places that never got snow getting snow, places yeah. that never got high water surges getting high water surges. It's going to get expensive. Crazy world. Neil's going to get back into the... In- I'm, yeah, I'm going to switch time. everything. I'm going to go back to sucking water out of basements. <laughs> yeah. um, I think we go straight into it with... Uh, yeah. With Rise. Okay, cool. Cool. Let's, let's do it. We, we did a pretty much a full news recap last time. Yeah, yeah. Some people are laundering money in the States by doing cash deals. Who cares? Who cares? Um, <laughs> no, uh, Nova Scotia hit a million people. That's, that's super a, that's cool. Pre- that's premium content. That's not, that's not public content. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for, for local for local news, uh, Nova Scotia hits a million people, which is yeah. very exciting because they've been talking about that for a long time. And I think they beat, like, they were expecting to do it next year or the year after. And the numbers, again, where we had, like, this absurd migration in the last two quarters, like, yeah. triple, quadruple what we were expecting. So it just bumped things up super fast. Um, so, yeah. No, and that, realize all the obstacles to coming here over the last 24 months, and we still managed to do that. Yeah. Like, there was always this thought. When people ask, like, oh, well, will the market, like, slow down after, you know, this little wave goes through? I'm like, people can barely come here. Yeah. Wait till people are actually able to come here very easily. It's going to be even bigger, I think. Well, and you saw when they, I forget what the phases are called, but the second they allowed people from out of town to come, uh, it went from like two people, two thousand people a month uh, migrating to eight thousand people. Like the like literally the second they lifted the restriction, instantly four x on the on the number of people coming in. Yeah. So, anyways, let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah. So, again, Rise Renos, Scott and Kirsty, they started two years ago, mm-hmm. and you guys have how many units now? We have. Well, we're building one Airbnb right now, and then we have five units. Nice. One mm-hmm. of which we live in. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But what did you do before that? Let's take us. Tell how you got into it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so we both graduated engineering in 2018, and Scott got right into work. He actually works, like, in construction. I can let him talk more about that. Mm-hmm. And I decided to take a year off uh, and pursue my business. It's kind of my side business running ring at camps. And then I bailed on engineering, and I work in sport now. <laughs> uh, so since then, we after we graduated, like, four months later, we bought our first house and used equity, or we... We renoed it like crazy. Uh, so we actually got it at the end of 2018 for only 190k, 
Nice. And then put about 50K into it, refinanced it at 355 yep. that we end up getting it at. So we used all that equity to buy our first rental property and then just kept going from there. So did you do purchase plus improvements with that first one or you kind of funded everything out of pocket? Funded it out of pocket. Yeah. 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 Okay. You just did a like your typical 5% down mortgage and then with Kirsty's camps, we had the cash to finance the rentals and we did it all ourselves. Was that by design or did your real estate agents just not explain all your options to you? (laughs) (laughs) Just for context, I'm their real estate agent. (laughs) It was by design. We, We did... Did we look our, at that? Our original plan was to stay in that house for like five years yeah, yeah, and just right. kind of pick Chip away at the yep. renos. Um, but then after talking to Neil Moore, we got an interest in real estate investing and kind of sped up the process. And then COVID hit. So mm-hmm. we didn't really have any time to like, you know, I coach a lot. He refs a lot. We didn't have much spare time. Or sorry. I was also our spare working time remote. Freed up. Did you ref hockey? Yeah. Or what do you, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I used to ref basketball for a long time. Oh, cool. It's a good side hustle. It is. Yeah. 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 Keeps you active. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And like sport. random, oh no, I'm not going to put the, like, people don't like claim, yeah. like, see, I don't know. Yeah. Siri doesn't care if you're a ref. It's weird. What's that? CRF that doesn't like come mm-hmm. for the rest. Oh, yeah. we're going on this mm-hmm. path. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's just like super interesting because if they, if, if, if they <laughs> did, there'd be no refs. But and there's a shortage of hockey refs and there's a shortage of basketball refs right now. And yeah. all that, the abuse I take, I'm okay not claiming. Man, it, it's a it's a grind too, right? Yeah. You run, but no, no, that's. Um, yeah. So were you guys handy? Like, because not every everyone seems like, oh, you're an engineer, you must be super handy. But not every engineer is. Most he aren't was. actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I grew up doing renovations around the house with my dad. Okay. Um, so I owe him credit for that. Um, all the times I <laughs> resented Shout having to do Peter. renovations, it's paid <laughs> off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'll, I've done pretty much, well, Lucy and we did literally everything. Like mm-hmm. I did like under slab plumbing, I did yeah. myself. Oh, really? Um, oh, drywall, sweet. Yeah, yeah, electrical. Yeah, so, so. and to give some context, so the, the first place was a, a bungalow that was an older, it wasn't necessarily an older couple coming out, but it was basically older yeah. style. Just out of date. Exactly, out Very of date. Mm-hmm. Unfinished, Unfinished basement. basement. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. so you guys came in and you did, like you're saying. Yeah, kitchen, actually some of the, like they did the flooring throughout. So the upstairs, really all we touched was the kitchen, kitchen, kitchen living. And bathroom. We knocked out a wall. Oh yeah, you're right. Bathroom, kitchen, living, bathroom. And then in the basement, we yeah added a bedroom. New bathroom, windows though. Like new windows. Spruced up the, the outside. Full mm-hmm. bathroom in the basement as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you did, yeah, exactly. You did some exterior work, some landscaping. Yeah. Um, but overall, it made it a clean space, basically doubled the actual square footage, which yeah. is mm-hmm. important for your appraisal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you're going from whatever it was a thousand square feet to 18, 1900, mm-hmm. uh, that makes a huge impact. Yeah. Um, so that's Lucien over in Wind, uh, Woodlawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to drive people nuts to hear that in 2018, that was 190,000. <laughs> yeah, because without yeah. exactly like unrenovated right now, that's. Mm, three, High 40, 50. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I would say even mid threes, but yeah, yeah like yeah. almost double what, what it was. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I mean, there's still a lift cause you're seeing the ones that are fully renoed now oh, also man. going yeah. closer to 500. I, yeah, which uh, is banana lands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is, <laughs> are you guys still in that location? No. no. Did, okay. We just recently moved. Mm-hmm. What was the plan when you were doing that? Um, cause you, you thought you were going to be there long term. Was the plan to do the quote unquote burr model where you were going to fix it up and refinance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Not when we first bought it, though. Like, when we first bought it, it was, like, our first home, like, you know, a couple moving just in, just renovating, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, and then it took a year. Yeah, we really didn't have plans when we bought no. the house to, to do this, and then it was actually Neil, and uh, it just kind of went from there. You sat me down one day, explained the burn method without calling it that, and then <laughs> um, and then Kirsty got on board, and then we just kind of rolled with it from there. It was hardcore pressure sales. I actually yeah. had the property. Already he was like, how can I turn this one deal into three? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I already had the property picked out for them. They just had to sign the paperwork. I brought them in, sold the dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think one question that we want to ask is like putting together your first down payment. I know that's one that we get a lot. Mm. Um, I think you guys also need to talk a little bit about what you do for work. I know you kind of mentioned it, but you guys hustle. Like I, I give you mad respect. Like you Thank guys you. have multiple jobs, you have a business, like all these things. Um, so a lot of people are like, oh, where are you going with the first down payment? And we've kind of alluded to it that you kind of need to hustle and you kind of need to have side gigs. Yeah. Uh, and so you guys have gone down that path and doing that. So I don't know if you want to kind of explain where you came together with yeah. getting the money and, and so, putting it together. So when we graduated, Kirsty had her ring at camps and that was basically a cash business. So it was a big lump sum of cash in the summer um, that she was sitting on. And then I had, when I graduated, I had a job. So I brought the steady income for the mortgage and she brought the down payment. And right that's, on. that's basically... Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. it. but it, I mean, all but, throughout, we are yeah. you continued with like, your camps, and I refed, and 
And more to that, too, like throughout school, like because we bought our first house four months out of university and yeah. an engineering degree isn't cheap. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but we like you were in co-op oh, yeah, throughout co-ops. your yeah. your past, like your last three years of school. I was in co-op and then I started my business when I was 20. So like I had that money to pay for my tuition, make sure I had no debt when I came out of school. Yeah. yeah. And then that summer is where I had my camps and had the cash to put it put put it down for yeah. a down payment. Exactly. Did you guys, I uh, I mean, you don't have to answer this, but you went through CMH, CMHC to, yep. to buy, yep. right? So that, that helped to also keep the down payment from yeah, being... 5%, yeah, 5%. Exactly. Which yeah. is like, like 9,700 bucks. Yeah, like exactly. down payment. Which, which is, makes it very reasonable yeah. to, to get Compared in. Compared to now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. it's kind of, it's really, it's almost a mandatory now for most people mm-hmm. uh, to get in, which I, makes sense because, again, you, like you said, your bottom price point now is 350 400 yeah. to mm-hmm. get in. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a little bit more intense. Um, so yeah, so you guys did that and then moving to the second one, a bit of an interesting one, if I remember, uh, yes, yeah. where you yeah. guys, they bought their second one. It was another same style property, right? Yeah. And honestly, the, the down payment for that, I, I actually kind of forget how it all happened. We didn't put a down payment down for that. We went through, we got a private lender. We had a private lender, Grace Brook, oh. um, went mm-hmm. through, uh, oh, really did sell you. Know, <laughs> yeah. And we, we ended up, we had to put some money down. We I actually remember this. We were, it was natal day weekend, right? We were down at my cottage August, in Cape so Breton. Kind of stressful, yeah. And, uh, it was like, you need to come up with this. And we were like, uh, no, <laughs> no, we don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't have it. So uh, I, I honestly forget kind of how it all panned out, but we had to put a basically deposit down and then the lender covered everything and we just did draws we paid for it on the <laughs> monthly percentage but, yeah um yeah. yeah so with that one there because you did the first one almost accidentally and that you mm-hmm. went in there um had planned to fix it up but maybe didn't have the big picture of we're going to fix it up we're going to refinance we're going to take that equity and buy another property the second one obviously you were going there with this designed intention mm-hmm. um yeah. first timeline wise how long uh, after the first purchase, did you do the second one? And was your first one done yet when you made that purchase? Obviously, if it, mm. it wasn't mm. refinanced because you didn't have uh, the down payment for the second one. Um, yeah, yeah, walk me through that timeline. Mm. So we bought our first house November 2018. We moved in. And then we bought the second one March 2020. So, like, we started looking at properties okay. in, like, January 2020. And then COVID hit. And I think we signed the deal, like, I don't know, like, right when COVID hit. So we couldn't close. Like we didn't, we got possession, I think August, 2020. Yeah. It was a long close. Super long. Oh, wow. Because we delayed, like it was an older woman. She wanted to wait to move Oh, nice. That place just went up those seven months right there. They (laughs) went, they went through the roof. Which was a huge risk though. Like when we, this is like she said, it was right when COVID hit and everyone was like, question mark, is this going up or down? Totally. And they, they rolled the dice and respect them for it. And it it worked out really well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because by the time we closed, there was no chance you'd get that house again Mm -hmm. for for that money. Yeah. Um, But at the time it was a huge, huge question mark. Was your first one done? So yeah, it gave us more time to finish our first one. Right, so no, it wasn't. So (laughs) we we didn't start the basement until I think April 2020. And the good thing about, I don't want to say COVID was a good thing, but we didn't have our, you know, extracurriculars to take up our time in the evening. Mm -hmm, So we would get off work, working from home, and then we would just grind for like six hours and finish the basement. So we ended up finishing it in July and then refinanced it. And the problem was, so with that whole finding money for the down payment is we didn't get the refinance refinance in time to put the down payment. So we used private money. Yeah. As a bridge yeah. loan, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we had a second mortgage on Lucy and I remember when they were, when they needed photos for the appraisal, uh, I was like, yeah, the basement's pretty much done. And there's like studs up and I'm like, shit, yeah. like, I'm going to have to be very selective with my photos here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they so. yeah they went out. through the whole hustle <laughs> of doing this. Like again, this is where I think people sometimes like they're like, oh, like I should, in first year I want six places. Doesn't quite work like that. No, mm-hmm. uh, you for guys, all kinds of reason for it's all the capital, kinds of reasons. the exactly. financing, you know, time. Like, like yeah. there, there's yeah, a lot you just of can't things. you can't physically manage that. It'd yeah, be, it'd be nuts exactly trying to do that. So specifically with the second one, it was another slightly dated bungalow. It sounds like is that yeah, what you same, mean? Oh, same okay. style house, yeah. same same idea, and you went with an alternative lender. Um, and you likely did, okay, this is what it is now. This is what's going to be worth when it's done. Yeah. yeah. All right. And so complete. All right. And then, so you did draw, like, draws is like you get released the money in increments to yeah. at different phases of the construction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that one, you knew going in, this is going to be an investment and you were going to turn it into two units. Yeah. yeah so it was gotcha. a bungalow on an R2 lot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To, gotcha. I want to unpack that a little bit slower just because I know a few people have asked. So what Chandler alluded to there is when they purchased it, 
they had a appraisal done for what the value of it was going to be once they had finished the renovations and added the second unit, which allowed a lender to step in to not only give them the rena- or the, the loan to purchase, but also give them a loan towards their renovation cost. And so this way, unlike the first one where they had to over a year come up with the cash to do the renos, they now had a draw system where they completed a certain amount of work with the property and then the bank would release another, let's say, $10,000, mm-hmm. which allowed them to keep going through it and at an expedited pace. Now, of course, there's an extra cost of doing so, and the lender that had to step in in this case was a private, mm-hmm. which, again, is similar to the scenario that I faced where being young and, and these different things. Mm-hmm. A regular bank isn't super keen to lend a couple of young new people uh, that much money necessarily, especially when you already have a few balls in the air. Uh, so they had to do it, and it, it puts a bit of a time crunch on, but it also means you're under the gun to get it done. Yeah. So the pressure, it's bad in one sense, but probably yeah, on the other end. It keeps you on track. They, exactly. Mm-hmm. How, how old are you guys? I'll accept a five-year window. I'm 27. 27? 27. 26. Okay, yeah, so quite young. Uh, just for people listening out there and, and kind of thinking, because you would have been uh, 23 starting this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so it's cool to see what you've been able to do in, in a relatively short period of time. Um, so when you do these conversions... Actually, let, let me backtrack for a second. So most people go into engineering and, and they view it as a very stable profession, like there's good job opportunity and, and you know, it's very difficult, but it's kind of nine to five-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're doing something that's maybe a bit more risk exposed. What did the people around you, what did your family think about this? <laughs> turn? I mean, you didn't even go into engineering ultimately, yeah. right? So uh, they're like, oh my gosh, that degree. <laughs> um, I mean, I did something very similar. I was a professional student and then I got my real estate license and I'm sure my mom just had a heart attack. Same here. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I actually so, went to school with them, by the way. I oh, no, yeah, yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah, we were Scott and I are literally in the same class yeah. and we're in the same graduating year as well. That's where I got my interest actually is because I was here working on these stupid uh, – I don't even know assignments. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And Neil's in the back, like making deals on s- in Halifax. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, yeah. what, yeah. I need right. in on this. Yeah. <laughs> but what did, what did your parents and the people around you think about you doing this? So for our first house, like I remember your dad was actually the one that pushed us towards buying. Um, we, we were in terms actually of like our own residence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah. were like about to sign a lease for an mm-hmm. apartment. And my dad was like, well, why? Mm-hmm. He's like, why don't you buy a house? And I was like, well, I don't have a down payment. Showed it to him. Yeah. <laughs> we were um, also dating for like eight, nine months at that point yeah, too. Yeah. So I was like, uh. yeah. But any, anyway, yeah. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I wasn't quite sold. <laughs> Here we yeah. are. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, we, uh, he and was like, yeah, why don't you just buy a house? And I brought it up to Kirsty, and she was like, well, yeah, why not? <laughs> and your family felt the same? Like, yeah. I know. mean, I think they're pretty trusting. Um, I I made the decision pretty early on through my engineering degree that it wasn't for me, but I stuck with it to become an engineer. Mm-hmm. I think Neil can probably relate. Yep. And it does, you know, <laughs> it provides you with a good work ethic. And I started my own business while pursuing that degree. So I think my parents had some trust in me. Um, we definitely had some friends that are like, what the hell are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and like they don't get how we can like leverage and how we can use other right. people's money to our advantage. Um, so it's. Yeah, that first one was super conventional, though, right? That super yeah. one was like, yeah, yeah, we're buying a little house in a nice area. Yeah. Yeah. Some old lady lived in it, and now it's ours. <laughs> we're going to make it nicer. Yeah. But doing the second one and, you know, uh, alternative lender, all this stuff, yeah. that's a different level. Yeah. Is, right? yeah. Your parents, I remember, so when we, the f- first investment property, the top floor was like, okay, like you can definitely see potential, but the basement was a shit show. Like it was pretty disgusting. And when mm-hmm. we took all the, like we gutted it to the studs. I remember your parents, you should tell them about your yeah, parents. Yeah, so my, my parents are not, they're not risk adverse. Is that the right way of saying they that? Are risk they are risk adverse. They're yeah. not huge risk takers. Yeah. And they, they didn't say it to me at the time, but they told me after the fact when we walked them through or when we were done, they told me they were like, yeah, we thought you guys were in over your head. Like they were, they were a little bit skeptical because like it was, it was a big project. It was a big project and like, yeah. yeah. And we did it all ourselves for the most part. Yeah. And so. you're on a tight timeline. Tight yeah. timeline. Less than six and they didn't, the they, I guess we told them how the lending worked, but like they didn't realize we were paying like 1% per month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pure interest just for the hell of it. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just don't, so. don't. Sometimes just best <laughs> yeah. not to exactly. yeah. Just, just stresses them out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so then you followed that again and you've made another two property acquisitions. Uh, so I guess, yeah, tell us about both of those, maybe starting with the first with the rental and then your guys' new project that you're building. So the rental, um, is actually the, what's it called? The assignment? 
the assignment that yes. your assignment. We're, yes. we're one of your assignments. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, on what street? So uh, on Brock Street. Man, you guys got a smoking deal. I told Neil this time, like, dude, you left so much money on the table in those. <laughs> he, yeah, he said I left <laughs> too much on the table. But so to again to unpack that, uh, what happened was there was a grouping of properties on a street and the sellers didn't want to break them up and sell them separately. I was like, hey, I got buyers for each one of these. And me personally, I wasn't involved uh, just due to the size. I was focusing at that point on a certain size of building. Um, so what I ended up doing is I put the entire package under contract and then I separated the buildings out and then basically brought all the clients that I said would be interested in buying these and broke it out. And basically, I just put my commission on top of the price and then reassigned yeah, it to... <laughs> <laughs> reassign it then at that point to new buyers. And so Scott and Kirsty picked up one of the duplexes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and they were side-by-side units too, right? Yeah. So Purpose-built. Oh, the side-by-side, yeah, purpose-built duplexes. You're not going through permitting to add a second unit. You're not doing the over-under where you worry about the basement sometimes. Mm-hmm. Side-by-side unit, and they get great rent. And that area yeah. was going like this at the time, um, kind of the Southdale area. And I mean... The last one of those that I, I saw, there was one up around 500, I think, like that. And it probably it wasn't, wasn't a brand like, new reno. No, no, it wasn't. It was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, um, our appraisal came back real good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys are comfortable, you want to throw down some numbers on yeah, it. I, yeah. yeah. Can, can we? Oh, okay, yeah. so we paid yeah. 310 for it. Yeah. And it reappraised for 655. Woo! Yeah. And yeah, what absolutely. kind of reno cost were you guys in for? We're honestly, I, I haven't tallied it in a while but we're we'll be we're, over 100 yeah, yeah. Sure. i was gonna say we're around 100 yeah, yeah. i was gonna say under but yeah. we're around 100 we'll grand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but we're doing like pretty high-end finishes and we yeah. we uh we have like a contractor there like every day basically mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah we owner occupied this one yeah. so we're yeah. we're making it a little no way do you, do you guys still live there yeah yeah okay cool i yeah. live on uh uh blink bonnie like which is kind of the other end of southdale kind of near old ferry road Right, you're on the other side of Prince okay. Arthur. Yeah, yeah. I'm on okay, the, the yeah. downtown side. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we love place. that area. Yeah, it's yeah. so so good. Yeah, um, I never realized how central it is, but like you're 30 seconds from the Cirque. Yeah, you're two minutes mm-hmm. from downtown. Yeah. Like it's perfect. You get anywhere in less yeah. than 15 minutes. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, that's like I accidentally moved to that area because I couldn't afford anywhere else. <laughs> um, and same deal. Like I bought a set of side by sides there, mm-hmm. and just fell in love with the area. I'm like, man, this area is so good. Mm-hmm. And then it just took off like crazy mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so going back to that two units so to all like this is something i want to say again you guys now have done a couple but you're still doing like a live-in rental like you're yeah. not messing about you guys literally moved in which you had to do again this is where people are like well how do i get the tenants out you guys went through the form here you can do if you're moving in you can give a tenant notice form um, dr2 a form mm-hmm. dr2 which is called locally which we'll go over that in a second, how much fun you guys had there. <laughs> Another fun um, story. And you guys genuinely moved in yeah. and then renovated the units. And you guys are literally living in these construction sites. Like this is again where I'm like, this do is not, not glamorous. Like, the, <laughs> Do the, not recommend. <laughs> this has been the toughest four months, Yeah, I would say, yeah, in a in a while of our relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you can say we're doing it. great, yeah. but, it's, oh, like, yeah, but it's, it's like, been very difficult. Every yeah. time you go to do something, you're moving shit is in the way constantly because yeah. like we had to unpack our house Lucian jam it all in here thankfully we had a, a friend that lent us a 30 foot trailer yeah. and then when he needed it it was okay like well we'll put it in the basement and now we can't do anything in the basement because all our stuff's there we're just playing musical Shares shit <laughs> <laughs> so at this point you had bought the first bungalow added a basement unit then you had bought a second bungalow added a basement unit and now you'd bought a as built uh, two unit and had moved into one side of the two units. So you had six units at this point in time. Obviously, five. The first the first house, they didn't do a basement apartment. Oh, we didn't? Oh, okay. Just, just refit. We just single family home. The yeah. zoning, yeah. just not yet. Sorry. Right, yeah. right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That is um, the plan, though, eventually. We want to make that yeah. no render. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that we, with, with the new center plan, like mm-hmm. that area will be called ER1, which allows two units as a right. So you can mm-hmm. do a secondary suite there, which is actually a lot easier than doing a second yes. unit. They call a... A secondary suite's not the same as a legal duplex. It's very odd and nuanced, but it's actually quite a bit easier. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so you'd gotten to that point, and you're now a landlord, right? When you started the first one, you weren't a landlord, mm-hmm. and then you got two people, and then when you moved to this one, you now have four tenants. Yeah. Well, what was that like? Because you can enjoy the process of the work, you can take the risk and get the money, but then you have to be, then you get in the people business. Yeah. I mean, we have a pretty tough screening process, so that's been helpful in terms of like, you know, all of our tenants pay on time in full consistently 
knock on wood. Um, and it's been really great up until the point of this whole flooding situation. Well, um, what's the screening process before we get into the flood? Sure. Um, so we we have a we post on Facebook Marketplace and I used to do Kijiji, but lately it's Facebook's all you really need. Yeah. Um, and we have an online application. So they read the description, they go through our Google form and fill the application. But we have a few like preliminary questions. So if they answer incorrectly, I guess I'll say. Um, to any of the questions, then they get booted out. And then if not, they continue. From there, we look at their rent-to-income ratio. If it meets our criteria, which we usually say like 30 to 40%, then we'll invite them for a walkthrough. We'll meet them. And then if we like them, we'll do a neighborly report. And do I want me, do you want me to explain neighborly? Or? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like an online, it's basically like credit check, background check, employment check. Um, like it verifies like all your income. And, and you're you like saying neighborly, like that's your... Colloquial term, but that's a third-party service. It's a service, yeah. Okay. No free ads, but neighborly is the bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leave it out. So it's like yeah. 25 bucks per application. Mm-hmm. And from there, they basically give you a score. We don't really pay too much attention to the score. We look more at like, you know, whether they've claimed bankruptcy in the past and what their income, verify their income. And then from there, we send a release. So. Do you find that um, because your process is so strict that some people just self-screen? Yeah, yeah, like some they don't, people. Like, I'm not going to get this place. And yeah. they just don't bother applying. And that's fine by themselves. us. Yeah, totally. Because, like, easier. our tenants yeah. are awesome so yeah. far. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's important. That's something I say to a lot of people, especially when they're starting. You need to be, like, on the ball and show that you have no kind of open holes or loopholes or anything like that. Because if you show, like, kind of that you're confused or weakness or anything like that, a poor quality tenant might see that as an opportunity to try and mm-hmm. take advantage of you mm-hmm. versus, like, what you guys have done was making sure you had everything in order. Um you alluded to it kind of quickly, but you have a Google form that you guys created. So that's something I think you might even, are you sharing it online? Oh yeah. It's yeah. on our Instagram. Like we sh- we're open to sharing anything like that. That's yeah. super cool. I'm going to check that and, out myself. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I hate people. You send over someone an application like, so I don't have a printer and I don't do this. I'm like, I don't know, figure it out somehow. Yeah. 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 So do she built a really like, slick one that you can just input all your like, details and then they have it all for them. It all shows up nicely in a, in a spreadsheet for you. Right. Yeah. 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 That was smart. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Especially today where you get a lot of applicants. Uh, oh my gosh it can expedite that versus like, like having scans and pictures and yeah <laughs> right, right. i'm so grateful we had this time around because we well for the flood we were trying to get new tenants to replace because they were moving out at the end of december yeah and we've received well over 200 messages at this point mm-hmm. for that unit and then over 50 people actually filled out the application Jeepers. yeah so uh which unit is that now that's is that the one, the the one side that, where, where you are now? So or the, the one second place we bought, so Woodlawn, mm-hmm. the basement, basement unit. And that's the one that flooded. So luckily mm-hmm. we didn't sign a lease yet for anyone. So it's all, mm-hmm. I shouldn't well, say it's, it's all good, mm-hmm. but it's best case scenario is that, for a flood. Is that just up for lease because you just finished it or someone moved no, out? they're it, moving out. Um, yeah, they're right, moving right, right, out in right, two right. weeks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, so now we got a single family home. What's that? We got to talk about this flood. I know. We're, we're Sorry, we're I know. I keep saying, saying it. Yeah. We'll go over the last property and then we're going back to this flood. Right, so okay. one single family home being rented, mm-hmm. a two unit being rented, lower people uh, gave their notice or what have you, so it was coming up available for rent. Mm-hmm. That basement flooded. We'll talk about that in a second. And then you have the other two unit where you're living in one, renting. is the other side done, completed, and rented? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And we're renting it to families. So just to go back to like the whole DR2 notice, like we are doing it to the book. Like we're moving into one side and families renting from us on the other. Okay, right on. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Um, and is there another property, either under contract in the works? Have? Scott's yeah. baby, he can talk. Yeah. Oh, the build, yeah. the build. Yes. build. Right, right. So, yeah. Okay. We, while renovating the woodlawn uh the basement we picked up a little piece of property in woodlawn uh woodlawn in wentworth and we're building an airbnb okay yeah so it's a little uh thousand square foot cottage bungalow two yeah two bedroom bungalow um super modern design building it yourself or yeah design building myself i have we have a contractor that's actually executing the work but i'm basically pming it and i designed it all and did the drawings and applied for the permit which was a piece of paper for yeah. Cumberland County. God bless them. Oh. <laughs> How quickly eighty dollars, like five days, oh, and the dream. handwritten like the dream. Was, yeah, my God. Also, <laughs> like the cost of land was what was it? Twelve. We only paid twelve paid grand for, for it. Yeah. Two minutes from the ski hill. Like it's just right. crazy. And then you had to put well and septic there. Or? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And what's the timeline on that? Should be well, end of February. In February. In February yeah. So you might get some uh, some. We'll get the tail end of skiing, yeah. and then March they break. they've done a bunch of yeah March break, and they've done a bunch of uh, mountain bike trails up there. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it's going to be year round. 
catch them on Airbnb yeah. soon and we'll get them back and give us a little review on how it went. <laughs> but I think this, I think it'll do really well. You're yeah. doing a super cool style, great location. Um, and there's a demand for it, like a, a yeah. crazy, crazy large demand, especially up there. There's not a lot of options. Yeah. Uh, not even on the, on the new front, especially I find most of them are older homes. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a lot of new stuff that's gone up there. So I'm sure yeah. that'll there, pick up well. There is, I think it, people are starting to catch on and there is, uh, there's a little kind of subdivision that's being developed off of, yes. off of the, uh, one of the main roads. Mm-hmm. So I think it will start to pick up, but yeah, yeah we, we got in on the forefront. Mm-hmm. They've been smart to kind of get in there ahead of time. I find a lot of people talk about doing it. Um, they don't hesitate when you guys are going to make the move, you make the move, which mm-hmm. is I think important. Yeah. Uh, and again, they've all panned out well. Of course there's times when they don't, but you guys have been fortunate that they've all uh, gone fairly well. I do want to talk about the DR2 real quick because again, this is something where I think people ask like, well, how did they get it empty? And you're saying a DR2, Again, not all roses. Um, <laughs> you guys face some issues doing that, even though you followed the protocol. We did have some issues with some sellers and stuff signing documents and providing them. Uh, so I don't know if you guys want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Can, can I chime in with the rules first? Just for yeah, yeah, yeah. The explain, so, explain the DR2 for us. Um, so Nova Scotia tenancy, uh, there's only a few ways that you can get a vacant unit. Obviously, if someone's not paying the rent, if they're damaging the rent, if you think there's a health concern or if the building becomes... Uh, unfit for living and all, all these sort of things. But then there's one that is the form DR2, which is an owner's notice to occupy when an owner or a would-be potential future owner, a purchaser, is going to owner occupy the space themselves or an, a member of their immediate family. And I actually looked this up the other day. Um, it's not cousins. It's not like it's it's kind of close family. Yeah. Um, if you or they are occupying then that is another grounds to terminate the tenancy uh, with two full calendar months notice. So not 60 days, but actually wait till the next calendar month and and two full months. So you as the purchaser or the owner um, about to move in, you have to fill out an affidavit with a lawyer that says, yes, I swear that we are moving in there. That is served with the form DR2 to the tenant. So oftentimes as part of the transaction, the existing owner of the property, the seller, will serve the tenant that affidavit and that notice, and it sometimes goes great. On behalf of the new buyer, yeah. Yeah, but it sounds like it didn't feel great <laughs> in this particular case. No. Yeah, I mean, it ended up working out, but what happened was, so April 1, we served them with the DR2, and we thought it went okay. Like, we did it face-to-face to be respectful and to explain our situation. And a few weeks later, we the right side seemed all good with it. They stopped paying rent. The left side... Is that okay that I'm saying that? Both sides? There's no names. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, left side started fighting us on it. So they basically said they wouldn't move out, blah, blah, blah. So we went to the tenancy board because we're not in the wrong here. So we went to the tenancy board and basically we negotiated for them to stay one extra month. Mm-hmm. They didn't end up paying rent for that one extra month. Mm-hmm. And then when they left the unit, they left all their garbage inside and put the heat up all the way. Mm-hmm. So Did they damaged it, it a bit too. Yeah. Oh, right. A, yeah, yes, somebody damaged. put a foot through a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which is, well, actually, it's not fine because we weren't going to pl- replace that piece of drywall, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a rhino, but like, yeah. but still, again, this is, again, it's not all roses. Like, this is. No. No. To be expected. And to be honest, when we talked about it mm. before you guys ever even closed in the property, like, we talked about the fact that there is a chance that that could happen, right? Like, we, yeah. we built into our plan that mm-hmm. we were not anticipating any rents. So yeah. any that we did get was just kind of like thumbs mm-hmm. up, great. Right? Yeah. Because sometimes when you give someone notice, that's the first thing they do is they're like, well, I'm not paying. Yeah. yeah I'm not and we pay expected my rent the rest it. Of time. Yeah. But so with that one, were you putting 20% down at that point? No. Yeah, because you had the, you're an unoccupied. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Gotcha. Again, mm-hmm. this and this is what we talked about last time. When you asked me about my term on my financing, I'm slowly doing longer and longer terms, and it's not necessarily a lack of confidence in my ability to renovate. It more becomes the unknowns of potentially having tenant issues mm. um, or things like that. Because like an extra month delay doesn't seem like much, but it, it was. It, mm-hmm. It's a pain in the butt because yeah, like, yeah. you can't start. Can't start. Yeah, yeah. It, you can't it, book trades. If you we, did book them, they're going to be. Tech. We had people pegged to move into the half that we were currently living in. Mm-hmm. That puts us a month behind us because mm-hmm. like we we moved into it. We right. renovated, moved into it. Renda started renovating the other side and then had to swap sides mm-hmm. and because we had this one leased. And that month delay means we had to move into a unit that was basically like we didn't Unfinished. have a sink. Yeah. yeah. So like we were back to 
worse off than we were when we bought our first house. Yeah, going back <laughs> yeah. to my parents every couple yeah. of weeks to do laundry. Yeah. yeah, I had to do that too. And like our new home that we were working on wasn't ready, but we had already rented out our current home. So we had to move in with the in-laws. And I just remember one day, like I woke up and I just looked over and my mother-in-law was folding my underwear <laughs> oh, and I'm like, no. I got to get out of here. <laughs> like, and I like went over to the house and I was like putting down trim as fast as I could. Like, <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Um, but yeah, like you make these sacrifices early on. Um, and, and you probably had going through this. Like I, I imagine you have friends who are out there buying their homes. And I know personally it was always tough because they would go out to the suburbs and they'd buy this big house with the garage and, you know, the picket fence. And meanwhile, I'm making all these sacrifices and living with tenants and, and all of that. Did you guys feel that at all or did you at least see it? And I mean, obviously it didn't affect what you were doing. Yeah, I, th- I think we definitely feel it sometimes, but we we have our own goals and we see the bigger picture. Like eventually we want to start building homes. So oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So we see our dream home. So we see others dreams homes right now but we we know what ours is going to be in the future so mm-hmm. we keep that keeps us going yeah, yeah cool there's yeah. A, there's a huge objective there and i think you guys have i mean now you're seeing the, the kind of fruits of your labor yeah where you're building all this equity you're starting to build the cash flow uh, you're going to have the beautiful property went with brand new mm-hmm. and you're in a position now again very soon to be able to to make another move potentially in a much bigger scale instead of a two unit it might be a four or a six at this point yeah uh with with what you've done mm-hmm. um how are you financing the build why? Uh, through a, a build mortgage, Atlantic, construction yeah. draw, yeah, same construction thing. draw, yeah, as, as complete was was done, yeah, um, and yeah, you're going through that same, yep, same exactly. structure, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, cool. Do you want to say what the as complete was? <laughs> Sorry, sure. I'm just like so yeah. excited yeah. about it. Speak numbers. The <laughs> yeah. as complete was four hundred three, okay. and my budget to build is probably around two fifty. Right. So, so there's some there's some room in there's there. Some refi again. that eighty yeah. twenty, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, at least covers you. You put a new yeah. conventional product on it have a little bit extra to maybe do something else. Yeah. Then you've got four properties at that point with six stores. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, yeah. yeah. And then you maybe look at refinancing them all to do something bigger. Is that kind of the thought or I would think so. Yeah. <clears throat> I yeah. think when yeah. you got your appraisals done, yeah, your numbers are now, well, the number for Brock street is awesome, but the other two are soft, soft. Like Woodlawn so, came yeah. in way lower than we wanted it to. Really? Yeah. yeah. There was like no we, comparables at the time. There, yeah. That was the problem. Yeah. There was no mm-hmm. duplexes in Woodlawn to, Compared to like a newly renovated, but I think mm-hmm. the rent uh, the refinance came at three seventy five. Yep. What? Yeah. 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 Well, and we exactly. bought it for two sixty five. So we didn't make much money off that one or like equity. But luckily, we we had so much equity in mm-hmm. Lucian to cover that. Yeah. Well, I would say to be like some are going to be home runs, some are going to be doubles, yeah. some are going to be singles. Like, and some of them that you think is a single turn out to be a triple two years later. Like, you never quite know. But yeah. if you're making smart smart buys in the moment, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just. Trust the process. And we, we talked about that too before you guys bought. Remember we said there's a potential here that you're not going to be able to pull some equity from this property, yeah. but you'll end up with a brand new rental basically mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with a little bit of equity. And in, instead of making a 20% down payment on a $400,000 rental, yeah. you'll be into it for like 2 or 3% effectively uh, and you'll have most of your cash back and you'll be able to kind of look again. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you guys were able to keep moving and now the bonus is some of your neighboring properties have gone for over five, I believe. <laughs> 520. 520. Down the road. And they're not even just, quite as nice, to be yeah. honest. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's an, there's an opportunity there. Yep. I see Tanner fist bumping in the back because he also <laughs> lives in the neighborhood and also has a bungalow with a basement. So, <laughs> yeah. And he also did not pay five. So, <laughs> yeah. I always tell people, like, when you get that juicy comp in your neighborhood, that's the time to go and get that appraisal. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. If you can wait for that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grab it at that time. Um, we got to talk about this flood in a second. But um, in addition to all these other things, you started to take a more active presence on social media. Uh, when did that start? And, you know, what? why are, are you doing this? Is it to be helpful? Are you trying to monetize it? Is it like Neil and I where it's just pure vanity? Yeah. Like what is, <laughs> what's the angle? I want there? free stuff. Uh, <laughs> I would say, no, it, it's not, a, not the, not a bad answer. <laughs> it's a mixture of like everything you just said, I'd say. Um, so we started really getting active at the beginning. It was just to like show our family and friends that we were renovating right. a house and this was our life now. Um, and then once <laughs> we started investing, we got more active and we started like, you know, I have, I say friends, but like, you know, Instagram friends from like Seattle, Washington, like, that we talk pretty regularly. And there's people all across North America that we're able to connect with and learn from. So that's been huge. Like just mm-hmm. having partnerships or um, to be able to talk with real estate investors because yeah. really around here, like we know Neil and a couple of our other friends invest, but 
it's kind of it. There's not really this big network like yeah. there is through other means in North America. Um, so Instagram's been huge for that. And then we've got a couple of like partners through that. Like we partner with like a painting company, painting company, and we're hoping to do some more things like that. And, and yeah, and maybe even have some deals come out of it as well. Yeah. I was gonna say, you guys have been very, I'd say helpful too, to, to the average like person who's looking from the outside. Like you yeah. guys have done like tool reviews, uh, all sorts of different things about installing stuff, DIY mm-hmm. projects. Uh, like th- they've done a really good job. I, I got to say kudos to you guys. You've done a great job in, in offering people something to actually a value, not just being yeah. like, check out my sick duplexes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been actually going over and like, here's how you put tile up. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's some recommendations on tools. Yeah. And I'm sure there's been lots of other stuff I can't think of right yeah. now, but yeah, we tr- also try to show the, the non glamorous side of it. Like yeah. Yeah. we documented pretty heavily the issues we had with the tenants and the flood. We documented that pretty well. Yeah. yeah. And it just kind of, it, you know, shows it real. people. Yeah. Make, mm-hmm. Makes it real. Yeah. That's where I saw that you guys were having this flood issue. I mean, I was getting incoming calls from a bunch of people too. And then it popped up on my story feed you guys were having this flood. So we know at this point the tenant wasn't going to renew anyway, I think, right? Mm-hmm. They were. Yeah. And then uh, you hadn't rented it to you someone else, yeah, thankfully. Else. Yeah. Um, so what happened? It flooded. Mm-hmm. So I'm refereeing a junior game in Muscadabit. And thankfully in the inter- intermission, I get a call and it's the tenant. And I don't pick it up because I'm in the room, but I check my text and she's like, yeah, we have we have water coming in. There's like an inch of water. It's real bad. And I was like, uh-oh. I was like, well, I'm in Muscadabit refing. Nothing I can do. Like, well, I'll, I'll see if I can send somebody. So I sent uh, – I didn't call Kirsty because I knew she was away with Ringette. So I texted our contractor, Duncan. He zipped over. Um, and then I played catch-up, I guess. Yeah. Then, then you ended up showing so up. So you got the call at, what, 8.50 at night? Yeah, around then. Oh. And then I got home around comes in. Doesn't come in <laughs> yeah. early. What was it, a weekend? It was like Saturday, Saturday, Saturday night. night. Yeah. Saturday at 8.50. Yeah. yeah. I got home at 8.45, and I was getting ready to go hang out with my cousins. And then I get a text from Duncan at like 9 to be like, hey, can I call you? And I was like, oh, shit, like something's mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And he was like, has Scott talked to you? I was like, no. And he's like, uh, there's some water in the apartment. I'm like, oh, okay, should I come over? He's like, probably. So I like grabbed some towels thinking that. Like, I was like, I just figured like the sump pump, you know, yeah. like ran out, like the batteries didn't right. pick up or something. And so then I came with some towels and Duncan's like, do you want some rubber boots? I'm like, oh, I have my sneakers. Like, whatever, I'm fine. He's like, uh, you're going to want these. And I get downstairs and there's like at least six inches of water. And I'm like, what the hell's happening? So put the rain boots on. We, we couldn't figure it out. Luckily, Duncan went and got another pump my dad came with another pump so we had three pumps going yeah and we left that overnight and got rid of it yeah. and i called rainbow and yeah. <laughs> they the boys, did their the boys yeah. got over but yeah. we were a little yeah. late to it but so what did what did the tenant situation look like yeah so they immediately started bringing everything off the ground and then we put them up in a hotel for a couple nights and then um then the restoration company came in so we got them near me for another week and we asked them to look into their insurance because I think technically they can claim all of those accommodations themselves. Under their tenant insurance policy, which is why when you fill out a standard form lease, take the little button that says the tenant is responsible for yes. tenant insurance. And um, I think the biggest problem is, though, they aren't able to front that money right away. Right. So yeah, we were being a good yeah. guy and hoping that they the were very understanding. Away. They were the very, whole thing, very so we, we had no issue doing it. Like, yeah. yeah, it sucks, and but they understood. Like, there's nothing that anyone can do. Yeah, you didn't do it. Do. Yeah. Like, yeah. it is what it is. So, yeah, like this was a very unique storm, and maybe yeah. these mm-hmm. storms are going to become less and less unique because uh, of the way the climate is changing. But that wasn't a place that you'd previously experienced any issue with. And, and you had the systems before. in place. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you did everything right. You put the yeah. interior weeping system, yeah. mm-hmm. um, all, all these things. So sometimes that just happens. Mm-hmm. It's why maintaining a good relationship with your tenant and really doing a good job of screening your tenant can certainly help. Um, but now where the insurance company, your insurance company's engaged on the uh, repair. Mm-hmm. And then there's the question of those costs for putting those tenants up for a little while. So do you know where that stands with the insurance companies? So what we called... Well, first of all, we called Halifax Water Saturday night. Mm-hmm. They don't kind cover of, it. <laughs> oh, I know. But like right away he picked up and I was like, yeah, we have major flooding, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, everyone does. You're on hold. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and then he picked up again and he was like, um, Guys are savage. well, we'll get back to you soon. I was like, well, like when? Like tonight? Like tomorrow? Like I just need to know like what the deal is here because I didn't know if it was a Halifax Water problem or if it was us. 
And he was like, ah, oh, we'll get back to you. Eventually we'll call you. It's, what day is it? Thursday? Still haven't heard back, so. Mm-hmm. We're not going to um, back. So we called mm-hmm. TD. They have zero liability. It's yeah. in their contract yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that, that they have no liability whatsoever for um, city main backups. Mm. Um, Insanity. So we called TD and, or sorry, our insurance. Yeah. And you can, you talk to them, so. Yeah, so, I mean, they're going to, they're going to, TD, we hired Rainbow, but TD mm-hmm. sends in their own. Um, adjuster adjust uh, yeah well, they did a evaluation of the damage and uh, i just spoke with the adjuster today and basically i mean the, we have good coverage for this problem and they will cover it but um whether or not we decide to have a restoration company do it or we'll take the cash and do it ourselves mm-hmm. it's an option so yeah we'll realistically do the latter yeah um, it makes the most sense to do, to do yeah. that if you have the ability to do some of the work yourself um and where you guys just redid the basement and you know what's there, mm-hmm. I'd say it's worth doing. Now, when you're in a house and you don't know what's behind the walls um, mm-hmm. and it's an older home, mm-hmm. that's when I caution people in taking the cash out yeah. because you might start the work and find out that there's way more damage than you anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you're in a tough spot, especially if you're hiring third-party companies to do it. Mm-hmm. Again, where you guys have the experience, you do have the contacts, and you literally just rebuilt that basement from studs up, like yeah. you said, uh, like what, a year ago. Yeah, less like almost a year exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys know where it is. It makes the most sense for you guys to do the cash out, mm-hmm. and that's completely allowed. And the insurance company is happy to cut you the check because they know that there's a good chance of overruns when they take on the work. So even yeah. though they're quoting you at whatever, they understand that there's a risk that they're taking on, mm-hmm. and also mitigates the risk for the insurance company. So they're happy that if you do it, then it's in your hands. Yeah. Um, but again, if you are in the business, there's usually a good opportunity there to save some money and potentially put it towards something else. Yeah. And likely you're. And in terms of the other costs of putting the tenant up there. So do you have a, an end date for that? Like, is there a date that their lease is finished or mm-hmm. that, you know, they'll be able to move back in? Yeah. So their lease does end like December 31st, but they actually have a new place already that they were hoping to move into tomorrow, actually. Okay. Um, well, that's really fortuitous. Yeah. <laughs> we're pretty lucky. Um, but because of everything that happened, they do need a few extra days. Cause like, they had to like unpack, repack, mm-hmm. deal with all this damaged stuff, stuff dry some yeah. stuff, buy some <laughs> new stuff. Like, yeah. um, so we're they're hoping to move in Monday or Tuesday. So really, it's okay. only a few more nights. If yeah. we're hoping they'll be able to, you know, go through their insurance yeah. for the last few nights. But if not, we'll we'll do it and we'll. Well, your it insurance out. company is going to have a conversation with their insurance company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I guess you probably don't know how that's going to go. Yeah. I mean, we're going to bring it up, and mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to say, look, we're owed for this much. They're supposed to cover it. And I will 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 challenge them on it, mm-hmm. but it's not going to come out of the, it's going to be a battle of the insurance companies. They can mm-hmm. fight over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think this is an important thing to kind of think about too: is making sure that you have your insurance, everything perfectly lined up. Um, yeah, I'm, especially for those basement apartments. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially for those basement apartments. But like proof again, you guys did a full reno. You did everything you needed to do to mitigate it. So you wouldn't expect to have a flood, mm. um, and then you have it. But again, you never think to update your insurance. Like you get the insurance and you buy the house. You do renos and you might change, like you might finish a room in the basement that wasn't originally finished. That's a good point. Your first yeah. thing, you don't think of being like, all right, now I got to call my insurance and tell them that I added 25 or 100 square feet to my house and a right. finished bedroom. Uh, and I'll tell you, insurance is very quick to be like, no coverage. Yeah. Like they, they're they in that business, right? They're in the business to save yeah, money. Yeah, they're not going to call you and check. Yeah, <laughs> right? they're not going to so. call you and check and they don't want to pay for it. So if they find an out, they will. So I always recommend now to make sure that you keep your insurance updated and especially on the rental front, uh, mm-hmm. just where like occupancy might change, the amount of people in the property might change, it makes a big difference. And yeah, your rate might go up a little bit, but again, you these, don't need it till you need it, and when yeah. you need it, you need it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, but they wouldn't void the whole policy just because you finished it differently. They just wouldn't have money built into the policy. They say, well, we can't put it back as a two bedroom finished basement if yeah. you only told us it was a you know half finished like square footage. Uh, yeah, you'd be surprised. There, there's, there's uh, opportunities that they can get out. It, it's not as bad on the residential side, to be honest. When you get to mm-hmm. commercial, they will very quickly just void all insurance. Um, but in general, you, you just need to watch that. And also, like, there's some parts of the policy. It's always good to kind of review your policy and see what you're getting done. Um, because, yeah, I, I just, I'm saying this from a place of seeing a lot of people who have had it, and either they don't get coverage because they don't have overland flooding or or they don't they didn't have exactly the right thing in there and the mm-hmm. insurance will do everything in their power uh, to battle it so just so something to consider and same with when you're hiring contractors if you like go with license as much as possible uh, because when you have an issue and they're going to ask you oh like it's renovated who did the work and if you say i have a cash guy off kijiji or wherever it may be they might give you some flack on that mm-hmm. or it, it might fall back on you 
Interesting. So. Interesting. Um, okay, so now you, you've got that project that's going on at the same time as you're trying to finish the uh, new build in the Wentworth. Uh, you're doing the social media stuff a little bit and while you're also doing your, your full-time jobs. Um, how do you answer this question that we get asked all the time about balancing it all and squeezing it all in? Like what, what's your <laughs> little, you just do it. Uh, and, yeah. You just, guys are nuts. That is kudos yeah. to engineering for that. Cause it teaches yeah. you just like you wake up, you're working you, until you go to sleep. Like that's been our time management. That's been our grind for the last yeah. like 10 years. So, well, you said this has been the hardest four months. Of yeah. Your, uh, so add, <laughs> add to what you just said, we're also still finishing the renovation at Brock street where we're right. living. We're yeah. working on the basement. So like we've got a lot on the go yeah. while refing, while coaching. It's a lot. So you guys are at the pivotal tipping point because I always tell people like, if you want to get into rentals, you've got to bust through like five properties because the first one's great. It's no big deal. Everything's easy. And then the second one is like, okay, two. And then getting the third, fourth, and fifth becomes very difficult from a money standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, once you have five, you know, or, or four or whatever, at some point, something's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's not yet enough money cash flowing in that the four good situations will easily offset the one bad situation. Mm-hmm. And this is where it gets tough. And this is where people either push through or they throw up their hands because you guys have a lot of equity in these properties. You could just be like, you know what? We had a good run. We don't think this is us for us. We'll cash out our, I mean, I don't know, half million bucks and just go in, in a different direction. And some people do that. Like we've yeah. all, we've all had investors that, you know, three or four years in, they're like, you know what? Let's start parting with them. Yeah. And it's because they get to that point and they don't maybe power through that and scale up so that, you know, when you have 20 tenants, if you've got one bad situation, the other 19 kind of covers it and you get these economies of scale. So you guys are right at that little tipping point. Were there any times of like, you know, this is just, (laughs) we're not doing it. This is enough is enough. Like we want to cap it at five and not do any more. Not really. No. Neil's like, it's honestly, it's all (laughs) the more motivation. (laughs) We, we definitely like shifted our goals though. And like what we want to do moving forward. Um, even over the summer we thought, Finding a bungalow on an R2 was going to be kind of our niche. But now moving forward, we are more interested in like new builds, whether that be an Airbnb or like building a hundred unit apartment complex, Um, especially because that's Scott's interest and we eventually want to build homes. Yeah. Right on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's. Are you guys looking in other areas? Because your first properties are all in the Dartmouth side too, kind of close to one another. But now you've gone to the Wentworth area. Like where are you looking for the next stuff? Just. Honestly, we I, we haven't put much thought into it because we've been we've been doing so much. But once things settle down a bit, we're gonna try and figure out where the next step is. We definitely, I don't know, f- speaking for myself, uh, it's it's been tough. And sure, you have those moments where you're like, "Why the hell are we doing this?" But mm-hmm. it's just more motivation to like get more and not have to worry about it when it happens. Yeah, and yeah, I, part of a shift was no more old crap and renovating. Like <laughs> we're just going to build new and then we know yeah. what we're dealing with. What, what is the solution to that water situation that you have? Are you going to discharge outside? You think I'm going to do some exterior, uh, regrading for, yeah, I'm going to do some hardscape yeah. around the house and try and eliminate any runoff problems. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to reroute the sump pump outside and that should hopefully solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Cause this is the thing when you put one of those units in, like I put one in and knock on wood, it's never happened again, but you're always, I know that yeah, it haunts the you in the back of your mind. Yeah, it's there, man. I still yeah. wake up every now and get yeah. like, uh, uh, <laughs> something I'm be, Every like, time oh it rains god. now, I'm going to be like worried. Like, oh my god! Even today, when I woke up to the snow, I was like, "This is the start of it again." Because that's what happened last <laughs> yeah. Thursday. We got 30 centimeters Tonight of snow. Tonight it's raining. Yeah, and then it melted, and then we got yeah. a shit ton of rain, and yeah. then yeah, yeah. This is the joys of being a landlord, man. Mm-hmm. Like landlords, you hate it. You come to hate it when it rains like this. Yeah, like it just. You know it, something's going to go spine. wrong. You feel uncomfortable all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a no it's not a happy situation for anyone. Tenant, no. landlord, bank account. It's yeah. not it's not <laughs> it's not great. Yeah. Um going back I guess to what you guys are saying about so you want to look at getting some more Airbnbs locations uh building new. I think that's an interesting point to make is starting to build new because mm. I think we've again the market's transitioned where it's more difficult like we said one of these bungalows to pick it up at three fifty, mm-hmm. whatever the, the it numbers is. aren't there. The mm-hmm. rental cost might have been fifty when you guys started. It's probably closer to seventy now. You can be mm-hmm. into it four twenty, end value being mid maybe low fives. 
there's not as much of a lift as you guys experience. And the rents don't cover it as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right? And yeah. the rents have gone up, but not quite as much as not the costing. Much, yeah. um, and so now it's starting to make more sense to look at properties that have an opportunity to build more yeah. units um, and potentially just buying a place, tearing it down and building yeah. building fresh, right? And also, it, I, it works great for me because I my nine to five is working for a large developer. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, Experience I'm exposed to that all yeah. day, every day, right? So yeah. it's kind of second nature. Yeah. Competitive advantage, man. We talk about this all the time. Exactly. That's your competitive advantage. You got to find out what it is and lean into it. Yeah. What's the end goal for you guys? I know you want to get into home building. Yeah. Do we have a unit count that we want to hit? 10 million units. Should have talked about that. I know. No, we don't. We don't. I want enough. Honestly, we've been so overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) It's been tough. I want enough so that if a house burns down, I don't care. (laughs) You know what I mean? As long as nobody dies. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, that. So it's. To, to, to have something like this happen and not have to be stressed out about it, yeah. that's like, that's the end goal, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. And I know for me, like, in, once our Airbnb gets up and running and consistently, like, I want to take that on as, like, full-time property management and hopefully do that full-time, so. Running Airbnb mm-hmm. so you can get some more And those. running, like, our properties and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. 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 Kirsty to be the full-time property manager, mm-hmm. Scott the developer. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like building the wealth more or building the cash flow? Cash flow. Oh. oh, I yeah, uh, uh. I don't know. Really? <laughs> the month to month cash flow, interesting. I don't know. I think the wealth, like you building, like, yeah, yeah, like that. I'm I'm with you. I love to, I, I like doing my personal net worth statement and adding it yeah. up, and I'm like, ooh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, honestly, like I had an no, objective. No, it's just such a Neil thing to say. I, I know. Well, I, but I mean, tell me you're not, like if there was no money yeah, in it, Jay, like, I know. As, as he flips around the $10,000 stack, he hasn't like, oh, that thing since we got in here. Yeah. Um, but no, like seriously, like it, it's exciting, right? Like you're, to think that you started you with something. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You got to celebrate the wins. And you work your butt off. Uh, and to see that actually going somewhere is exciting. Because to be honest with you, you don't see a lot of cash in hand. Like you don't. This yeah. is not a game that's where you're why just I like, like the cash flow. Exa- exactly. That's so, why I want to work up to that so that yeah. I can buy a ridiculous car on yeah. <laughs> somebody else's dime. Right? Yeah. Like that's kind of that's the yeah. goal. What are, you, what are you looking at, Jan? Like, don't, don't look at me. Nothing. <laughs> this is why they're friends. Yeah. 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 I, I love when the car analogies come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're holding back, too, but I'm not going to get into it. Um, Anyways. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so I think you guys both have differing interests in, in that. And I think we everyone likes both ends of it. The cash flow is kind of like allows you to have some, some freedom yeah. uh, and achieve a certain lifestyle without necessarily having to work a nine to five. Uh, and then while the wealth building, you know that you're in a position to be comfortable for the rest of your life. Uh, there's something you can pass down to your kids, maybe as a legacy, like those kinds of things. Um, so I think I think both of those are nice. And like I was saying before, I was so <laughs> rudely interrupted, is that where there's not a lot of cash in hand, it's nice to do the PNW because it's kind of a reminder that things are going well. Because I know I was living in a duplex that I paid 200 grand for, and I didn't really have a ton of cash. I had whatever, 30, 40 units. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, am I, is this making any sense? Mm-hmm, and then sort of mm-hmm. run through it and be like, oh, okay. Like there might be a little bit of like, I've made some equity. I've, I've made some progress here. I'm actually doing something that's worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, it was a nice reminder. And it's kind of a feel good again, right? Like it's not mm-hmm. something. Yeah. yeah. And in ours, it's tough because you always feel like when you're doing one of these big projects, it's taking away from your cash flow job. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was always like, I would notice these dips in my business. Like, oh, I bought a building, like my sales would drop off. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it would always ebb and flow. But then you have to come back like, man, I made this much money off that building from a net worth standpoint. Um, it, it helps to keep good. you motivated. I yeah. mean, obviously we, everyone likes doing it. The projects are fun. The construction is super fun. And to see like your start and your finish is exciting. Yeah. Um, but again, at the end of the day, you're, you're here to, to achieve something with your life. Um, and I think that kind of rolls into our question that we like to ask everyone that we have. Uh, and kind of what what success means to you, and and yeah. So I don't know if you guys want to let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. If you just want to give one separate, or do you guys have one you have shared? I think it's together. It's, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty much together. Yeah, so pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, <I'm just> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty common answer is like the freedom, and yeah. like what what keeps us going is like we kind of it's not really an acronym, but WIP like wealth, independence, and like passion. Like we love we love doing this. Like we truly do, and I think that's why you know we haven't cried yet since the flood and. Um, <laughs> And we want that freedom to be able to like go travel or 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 like build homes without as much risk, I guess, because mm-hmm. we have our income properties to lean on and and whatnot. So um, I guess success would be 
kind of like what you just said about the whole fire thing. Like, yeah, like being able to build homes, yep. and if one catches on fire, it's like it's okay. Or like, as long as nobody's hurt. Or like being <laughs> being yeah. in Italy while that happens, like it's okay. So well, yeah. that's kind of what success looks like. For yeah, and once us. you build the portfolio, and you build up a callus and a tolerance to these things. Yeah, because now, like, if a tenant calls me and says something is leaking, it's like okay. You know, it's raining out right now, like, especially if it's a roof leak. Mm -hmm. Like, the reality is, um, like, no roofer is going to go up on that roof right now and fix it. Mm -hmm. So there's only so many things we can do here tonight, and, you know, I'll come over there and and we'll do it. Um, But the first time it happens, you're like, oh, my God, I don't -hmm. know what to do here. This is the biggest deal ever. And now I'm just like, all right, we're going to poke a hole in the ceiling. It'll find the low point. It'll drain down here. You'll put it in a bucket, and we're going to deal with this tomorrow. You build a tolerance over time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... um, that's why you kind of have to get through these things and they get easier every time because they will happen again. Scott, does your modified definition of success include a Denali diesel? <laughs> oh yes. yep. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. All right. Yeah. Right on. Uh, well, Denali we, need to, we need to do part two of this because I want to hear how you guys make out with the Airbnb and even yeah. how this whole insurance thing shakes down. Yeah. But people can also follow along with all that on social media. Rise Renos. I don't know what the exact handle is, but I think if you look up Rise Renos, you can track yeah, it down. Yeah. It's before, just that. Yeah, before we end it, though, I want to I want to add one more thing too. Is what would you give like as a number one tip to someone getting started? Because I'd say a lot of people in your guys' yeah. similar position, and they're like, I have a good tip for that. Is okay, can we do one each? Yeah, <laughs> do one each. Okay. Is get make sure your partner's on board. Yeah. Because that saved our bacon a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I actually wanted to delve into that, but it's only an hour long podcast because <laughs> yeah. I find that I- interesting yeah. for sure. Yeah. You mean partner, you mean spouse? Spouse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just mm-hmm. be sure. Not yeah. like business partner. No. But yeah. And yes. even like not like I'm like fully invested. Like I help out with the renos and things like that. But yeah. not even on that part is like if your partner doesn't want to be involved, they still need to be on board. Like yeah. I mm-hmm. think that's 100%. important too. Like if they just want to yeah. sit back and watch you, they still need to be your cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Um, and understand the financial sacrifices that are, because yeah. they're going to be living yeah. in that unit too. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. yeah. And no, it's funny though, is I'm the one who convinced him to do the live-in reno. So. Nice. Yeah, never again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now, yeah, yeah. I, I actually put a reel up recently of making a joke about that. Cause yeah. I'm like, yeah. But what was your tip? Oh gosh, what was it going to be? Just do it. it. Just oh, I know what it was to like have an open mind and a growth mindset because like I, I know we keep talking about this flood, but I think it's important to like keep learning and don't just think you know everything. Cause I mm-hmm. swear every single day I'm learning something new about being a landlord and being an yeah. investor. And on Saturday, because we have such open minds and a growth mindset, we were able to be like, okay, this is happening to us. We literally just we, laughed it off. At like the time, how do we yeah. deal with it? We researched it. We talked to people. I think we texted yep. you that night. Yep. So I think that's like really important is to be open-minded and be open to growing. Roll with the punches. Yeah. Yeah, You keep learning. I mean, even that like online form for the application, that's a little nugget that I'll take away from this. This idea of keeping your insurance updated is something I always sort of understood Mm -hmm. just kind of like, yeah, obviously you do that, but I don't talk to to clients a lot about that, to be honest with you. Uh, So I think that's a good tip for people. Uh, We got to wrap it up here, Neil, unless you got anything else. No, nothing else. Uh, When I cut you off there, like you were saying, I think uh, it's good. You guys got to check out Scott and Kirstie, what they have going on uh, at Rise Renos. They have amazing content tips they're constantly updating it with like you said reels mm-hmm. stories uh you can see what's going on with their flood did you guys save some of those videos up there yeah we're gonna put it on a highlight and okay. uh we also do giveaways for our upcoming airbnb so it's Ooh. worth following yeah, yeah. right yeah. and uh yeah last time happy new year everyone yes happy new year 2022 happy new year. it's gonna be the year for great things if you're debating um, buying a rental let's do it this year let's do it man <laughs> set those goals get it going because six months from now you'll wish you started six months ago so start today yeah Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks for having us. Peace. When I was broke, I had rich habits. When I was broke, I had rich habits. Uh.